Welcome to the Overnight Trainer Podcast, where each week we talk about all things related to the world of learning and development, including facilitation, instructional design, sales enablement, and so much more. I'm your host, Sarah Canistra, and I'm an L&D strategist and career coach, and I'm here to take the guesswork out of becoming an L&D professional and show you how to unlock continued success in your learning and development career. I'm on a mission to quickly develop the next generation of L&D leaders who are looking to create meaningful and engaging learning experiences. So, if you're looking to transition into L&D for the first time, have found yourself accidentally in a training position, or are working up the ranks as an L&D professional already, you've come to the right place. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Overnight Trainer Podcast. Super happy that you're here today joining me, focusing on yourself, your self-development. I took a little bit of time off last week and really just focused on my business and kind of getting back into the core of things. And taking that time off really helped me go back to the basics. And I, I don't want to say the basics, basics, but really in those kind of the key reasons why I started this business in the first place and looking at my business through the lens of learning and development, which is what I know, what I love and I'm obsessed with the most. And so in that time off that I took last week, I really thought about what are the key factors and what are the key principles that I've been utilizing that have really, really helped me succeed, um, key L&D principles, and how do I bring them back into my business and how do I share that with you all? So before we get started today, I did want to go ahead and celebrate one of my clients inside of the Overnight Trainer Group Coaching Program, Amanda, who just landed an incredible role, a dream role uh, as a customer success manager. And not only did she land this role completely wow them. She then successfully negotiated her salary as well. So congratulations, Amanda. I'm so, so proud of you. I cannot wait for all the amazing, amazing value that you're going to bring to your new company. And I'm so excited for you. All right. So let's go on to today's episode, which is all around how I utilize L&D principles to run my business. And so I want to, I also want to preface with these are, these are more modern L&D principles in some way too. So it's not going to be your traditional kind of run of the mill principles, but these are all principles that when I consult, when I was working as a head of L&D, these are all principles that I utilize in creating learning content, creating learning programming, creating learning strategies. And these are the ones that I bring into running a business. So first and foremost, the what I continuously go back to when I went back to last week was routinely conducting a gap and a needs analysis of my customers, right? So in, in the L&D space, right, that would be our learners. We're conducting that needs analysis for our learners, but really understanding who is my ideal client, where are they now, where do they want to be? And then I focus on that gap to help me create content, courses, programs, et cetera, right? Because a lot of people, what I've noticed, a lot of people make what they want to make, right? So especially as uh, in L&D and as entrepreneurs, we make what we want to make versus, which by the way, is what I did when I created my first course, my L&D 101, um, which wasn't originally called that, but I didn't make that because it was a gap necessarily that needed to be filled. I made it because 
at one point I needed it and I wanted it. And I think it thought it would be beneficial for people. And while it was, it wasn't exactly what my customers needed at that time. But my customers, my ideal customer needed was the strategy to land their role. Yes, understanding L&D 101 from that more granular and basic perspective was an important part of it but it was only a part of it. What they really, really needed, what the gap truly was, was the strategy piece and how to land that role. And so, like I said, a lot of people make that same mistake that I did in the beginning, but when you realize what your ideal customer wants, your your life becomes easier, your job becomes easier, being an entrepreneur becomes easier. And the same thing right in L&D, right? We oftentimes make what what we want to make or we think we should be making rather than conducting that gap in needs analysis of our customers. And in doing that, it's not just, it's not necessarily about going and having to have all these big, long conversations or running all these surveys, but it can be a mix of a bunch of things, right? So for example, I'll utilize LinkedIn polls. If I'm wanting to see kind of where my where my clients are struggling the most or my, my ideal customers are struggling the most, I'll put a LinkedIn poll out there, kind of see see what they're what they're struggling with, what their challenges are, and how can I create content around that or a program or whatever it may be, or how can I incorporate that into what I'm already offering? Um, I often ask my current clients, right? What do you need more of? How can I support you? Usually on Mondays, I'll ask them, you know, what what support do you need from me this week? Hearing what they're going through also gives me the ideas around. Hey, this seems to be a gap. This is a theme that we see keep coming up over and over and over again. I need to create content around that. Right? Again, rather than just being like, oh, poof, idea came into my head. It's going back and really finding, is that something that is needed and wanted from my ideal customers? Uh, the other way to do that is to see what they're talking about. So I, even though I'm very active on LinkedIn, I also take a very passive lurker approach to LinkedIn as well. And I see what my ideal clients are talking about, what they're posting, what they're struggling with. And so just even being an observer of your ideal customers, right? Same thing in in L&D, being an observer of your learners, right? Sometimes we get the most information when we're not even asking questions, when we're just listening. And so keeping that in mind, whether you're building a business or whether you're in L&D, right, routinely conducting that gap analysis and a big part of that gap analysis is listening and really, truly understanding what are the pain points of my ideal customer? What are the pain points of my learner and how can what I offer get them out of that pain right, and into where it is they want to be? What is that transformation? So when we think about you know, another another principle that I utilize when it comes to running my L&D business, L&D principle that I utilize for that is using multiple modalities to tell the same message. So we do know in learning and development that there are no such thing as learning styles. So you'll hear that a lot, learning styles, and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of back and forth around learning styles. And while, yes, it is true that there we don't all have one unique learning style that we choose over the other, I like to believe in what I've seen in my experience is that there are such things as learning situations. So my style will ebb and flow depending on the situation that I'm in, right? For example, if I have all the time in the world to learn something new, I might sign up for a course, a six-week-long course, and dedicate dedicate myself to that. I'm in a course right now that's a six-month-long course, right? Something, a totally new topic for myself. I'm, and I have the time to dedicate to that. 
versus, right? Someone might say, Hey, I just need a quick down and dirty on this. I don't want a six month course. I want to, you know, I, I, I need a high level, you know, blog post or article and things like that. And so when people are in certain situations, same thing in the workplace, same thing when we're designing learning and development from a corporate perspective, right? Depending on the situation they're in, the amount of time that they have, the urgency of it, right? If it's something that, isn't urgent, well, yeah, I can I can really spend some additional time on it versus if it's a problem I'm facing right now, I might not be able to listen to a podcast about it. I might need to find a really quick article or a, a tutorial or a template, right? So really thinking about that in terms of when you're developing your business and working on your business, are you using mo- multiple modalities to tell the same message? So for example, you know, people want to consume content differently. So I might have the same message. So this message today around these different principles, it's going to be in this podcast and you all are listening to it. So hello, <laughs> right? You're you're here joining me, but some someone else may not be able to spend the however long this episode ends up being, insert time here, right? Uh, that time listening to a podcast, right? they might want to, they might subscribe to my newsletter and see, okay, here's high level what they're talking about what she's talking about today. I just want to focus on this one piece. Great. Good to know that's in there or it being part of my LinkedIn content. I'm now taking all the transcripts from my, or will be taking all the transcripts from my podcast and turning them into blog posts. I'm also recording this visually right now. So it'll be an eventual YouTube channel, right? So lots of different ways to consume the same message. And that's what we focus on in LND as well, right? We can't just give it's not a one size fits all when it comes to consumption, right? We have, I guess, consumption styles over learning styles. The way that we consume is going to be so different depending on a multitude of factors, right? The urgency, the time that we have, the desire around it. And so really thinking about that as you run your business, are you using multiple modalities to tell the same message? Now, that doesn't mean that you have to be on 50,000 different platforms, but it does mean that, you are taking that and and not only being on different platforms and having a, having different content on every single platform. What it means is how do I diversify the same piece of content? So that way, if someone isn't active on LinkedIn, but they are on my email list, they're still getting the information. So it's really, really important to keep to keep that in mind. And, and possibly when you think about launching a business, growing your business, do you have at least three different places where someone can get the same information? Whether that's you know a podcast, a newsletter, or a blog post, or whether that's a LinkedIn content, a blog post, and short video content, right? So really thinking about the different content that you have, utilizing the same message, but having multiple modalities that tells that same message. And on the same vein of, of having those multiple, multiple modalities, the same thing goes, I, I utilize you know, a very modern blended learning approach to my programming for my clients. So beyond the multiple modalities of telling that same message when it comes to content creation, when I comes to developing programming for my current clients and for the clients who will join my programming, it's taking that modern blended learning approach. So in each of my programs, whether you're working with me one-on-one or in my group programs, there's a mix of learning modalities. So there's asynchronous courses, weekly live calls, formal trainings. There's a social component. I use LinkedIn groups. I just started using Voxer as part of my coaching packages too. Um, And so it's a really awesome way 
And y'all know I talk about the learning cluster design model a lot, but it's a really great way to bridge the formal, the immediate, and the social aspect of creating a modern learning approach versus I've been in a lot of different containers myself. Um, I've seen a lot where it's just this one modality over and over and over and over again. And so if you can't make that, right, or if that doesn't work for a certain client, then they're not going to get the benefit from your programming. And so it's, I have clients who really focus hard on the asynchronous courses and show up in the LinkedIn group when they have questions. I have other clients who show up every week to our live calls and that's where they focus the most of their energy. I have clients who, you know, divide their attention equally amongst all the different components. And so it's, again, adult learning theory 101, it's putting it back in the hands of the learner. So it's not just a one size fits all. It really allows the learner, the client to choose their own adventure, have some freedom within the framework that you are creating. And that's a huge piece of learning and development that we often miss, right? We create these kind of this in this more traditional way, we create this like one size fits all approach and hope that everyone just gets on board with it. But the reality is that's not the way that we work as humans. So really keeping that in mind, it comes to developing not only learning content, but creating your programming. How am I combining those different, those different modalities, those different blended learning approaches inside of the programming you're creating? Because as no matter what your business is, whether you are consulting, you're coaching, you're freelancing, you are, you have a a product, right? Your product-based business, whether your product or service-based, you still are educating people in some way, shape, or form, right? So how do you start to create these different modalities where people are, are learning from you, they're they're gaining from you, they have different ways of connecting with you and contacting you as well. So keeping that in mind. Another thing that really stands out to me as far as an L&D principle that I utilize in my business very often is repetition. And you know, there's a an, an old marketing, I don't know if I've called it a wise tale, but it's been around since the 30s where they, you know, they say, whoever they are, you know, people need to hear something at least seven times, right, in order for it just to, to start to stick, right? Or it's like, oh, yeah, okay, that, I remember seeing that or I remember hearing that. I know a lot of business owners who advertise their program offering one, two, maybe three times, and they're super bummed that no one signs up for it, only get one person to sign up for it. Same thing when it comes to L&D, right? People say, I see uh, my executive coaching clients, they start working with me. This happens a lot uh, before we start working together where it's no one's taking our, our trainings. Well, does anyone know they exist? Have you even told anyone they exist? Have you put it out there? Have you advertised it, right? There's a huge part of L&D that requires us to advertise our programming. And of course, being a business owner, we need to advertise as well. And a lot of people get hung up on not wanting to spam people or to um, sound sleazy or salesy. But here's the reality. To have a business, you have to sell. Right? I cannot serve people if my business doesn't make money. If my business doesn't make money, right? if I'm not selling, I can't serve people. And so part of serving more people is selling so I can stay in business, so I can continue to serve more people. And so repetition is really important to get your message out there. And here's a really important thing to remember. My life changed. I say, I tell my clients this a lot, they're going to laugh, but my life changed when I realized that I wasn't that important. And I don't say that in a way to like, be like, oh, I'm not important. Like, well, well, woe is me. It's not like that at all. But realizing that other people's world 
doesn't revolve around me. My world revolves around me as it should. Your world should revolve around you, right? But other people's world doesn't revolve around me. Where's Susie? <laughs> Another people, other people's world doesn't revolve around me. And so the reason why I say that is because when it comes time to advertise and put yourself out there, right? You might think, okay, I put it out there once. Now everyone's going to see it. Everyone's going to show up. That happened when I launched my first course. I'm like, oh, of course, you know, I'm going to be a millionaire overnight. Who wouldn't want this course? Well, no one knew who I was. I had never advertised it before. And I never advertised it again for a while after that, right? So really, really thinking about that, you know, imagine, I mean, think about yourself, right? It's easy to see something and to think I'll get back to that, right? How many times have you gotten an email? Like, Oh yeah, that's awesome. Okay. I'll get back to that later. And then completely forget about it. Completely forget about it. It leaves your mind, right? So when it comes to learning, same type of thing, right? We don't just tell people something one time and hope they get it. We repeat it multiple ways in multiple shapes and forms until it is drilled in. And the same thing goes with our advertising. That's why I talk a lot on the podcast about what it is I offer, right? Just to remind all of you, repetition, hey, I'm here to support you. Same thing when it comes to uh, um, advertising on LinkedIn and having those conversations and putting that out there. The more people know that you can support them, the more people will come will come to you, right? If you don't, you don't have a business if you don't sell, right? And we can't sell if we're not putting it out there and reminding people that we are here to help them. And so repetition is really, really important. Another thing when it comes to thinking about L&D and how those principles are brought into business, this is a big one. This, I would say they're all so important, but <laughs> this is one of the biggest prototyping, prototype and test, and then keep iterating. My programs look so different now than they did a year ago, but I never, ever, ever wait until something is perfect to, to launch a program, right? Or to launch a new, new idea. And that's because there's no such thing as perfection. This has come up a lot in my group coaching programs and all of my containers around, you know, I read this quote recently, and I think I might've mentioned it on the podcast maybe a couple of weeks ago, but perfection is a mountain with no peak, right? So if we're constantly trying to wait until something is perfect to launch it, we're missing out on so many people who could, who could utilize it as is. And same thing when it comes to learning, right? There's no such thing as perfection. We want to, the longer that we hold out in trying to make things perfect, the more people who aren't going to benefit from your message, right? There are so many people who want what you have and what you've created and what gifts you have and what value you have right now, the way that it is versus how do I make this perfect, which doesn't even exist, right? So when I think about it, a business perspective, there's that prototyping, that testing, that piloting. My LNDEO clients know I'm a huge proponent of piloting because especially as you grow and run your business, piloting programs is a really important way for you to realize if you want to keep doing it. And that's the difference between L&D and and running your own business, right? Because you have the power to decide whether you want to continue doing it. And I've made the mistake before of launching something that's big, that takes up a lot of time and realizing a couple of months into it that I don't really like doing it, that it's not lighting me up, but now I have this commitment. And so I always encourage my LNDEO and my business coaching clients to pilot, right? Then iterate, then launch something bigger, right? And then continue iterating. It's a constant iterative process. 
And, but what happens is if we just jump right into the big launch and we realize a month in, this is not what I thought it would be, not what I wanted. It's, it, it's really hard to get out of it versus, you know, I have a client, for example, who thought they wanted to be a, a coach. And so did a couple coaching sessions and some small coaching packages for just a couple of weeks with some clients only to realize, hey, you know what? This type of coaching actually isn't the coaching I want to do. Imagine if that person set up a six month long container and they were quote unquote stuck, right? In, in this container, they don't want to be a part of They're having to coach someone they don't want to be coaching for that long of time. And so that prototype, that testing, that piloting, that iteration is so, so, so important. And same thing we do, we see this a lot in L&D, right? We pilot courses and programs, we get feedback, we make the iteration, and then we launch to the masses once we're sure, okay, this is actually going to solve the problem. Not this is now perfect, but this is going to solve the problem. And that's the thing to keep in mind if you're struggling with perfection with your business and waiting to launch something until it's perfect, right? It's remembering it's not about it being perfect. It's perfect when it solves the problem, right? So if I solve the problem for someone with whatever it is I've created or whatever it is I can do, if the answer is yes, great. You're re- you're ready to pilot it. You're ready to launch it. So keep that in mind. Prototype, test, pilot, iterate, launch, right? Then we keep that iter- iterate, iterative process, iterate, launch, iterate, launch, iterate, and launch. And then eventually things it like starts to run its own and maybe you're iterating once a year or once every six months, right? You're checking in on it. Same thing with L&D. You're going back, making sure, hey, the content's still relevant. There's anything I need to update and add. I do that with my group coaching program. Just this week, I put in a new video around figuring out what your ideal salary should be. I had a a client need some help with negotiation. I realized there were some new tactics that I've learned through coaching other clients and put that together in a simple formula, created that video, plopped it in, in their asynchronous course. So again, as things come up, you can iterate, but it's much easier to do, right? Once you've done that pilot test, feedback, iterate, you've done that a couple of times before, then you move into that maintenance side. So a lot of people just jump head, head first. My advice here, jump in feet first. You can totally do that. So jump in, right? Just jump in with your feet first. And the last thing, the last, I wouldn't even necessarily call this a principle, but something to really keep in mind in both L&D and in running your own business is remembering that we're all humans. And this is something I actually, I work a lot with my executive coaching clients on this, which is humanizing L&D. And it's so much more than being that that sage on a stage. And I think what happens is, is L&D can sometimes become the enemy. And we start to lose our human touch, right? We're kind of just the policy enforcers and they were, people have to take training because they are in trouble. And it, it's really establishing and reestablishing trust. And the same goes for running a business, right? People buy from people they trust. So creating that human element is key. Thinking about it from an L&D perspective, right? If you don't trust your L&D department, if they say, hey, take this learning, it's going to benefit you X, Y, and Z, you don't trust that. You don't trust them. You don't trust that it's actually going to help you. So you go and you try to figure it out on your own or try to find a different resource because you don't trust them. And so trust, remembering that we're all humans and to humanize yourself as a business owner, humanize yourself as a as a L&D professional, it's a really, really important part of it. Um, 
you know, people, people meet me and they're like, oh, you're just like normal. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I am normal. <laughs> just a normal person sitting over here on the other side of a, of a computer, just like you. And so it's just really important to remember that we are all humans, whether we're running businesses, whether we are, you know, working in L and D, most of you maybe are, are somewhere in between too, right. Of, you know, working this full-time role, but really thinking about entrepreneurship, uh, it just remembering that we are all humans. So with that, I do want to announce that the next round of LNDEO, my business coaching program, is now open for enrollment and for one week only. So today is Tuesday the 12th. Um, and so until next Tuesday, which is the 19th, uh, early bird pricing is in full effect. So you'll get a $2,500 discount if you enroll in the LNDEO program between now and July 19th, which is my half birthday. Um, it's a little half birthday special for you <laughs> now that I'm saying it, saying it out loud. So between now and July 19th, um, if you go to the overnighttrainer.thinkific.com, uh, you will see that the program is available for you to register. Um, and it will be at that early bird price. You don't have to add a coupon in or everything, anything. Um, but on January, um, on July 20th, uh, the price will go up by $2,500. So now is the time to get in. If you are thinking about starting your own business, you want to utilize LD principles to launch a business, grow a business, scale a business. I have been there. I have brought the overnight trainer from $0 at the end of 2020 to a multiple six-figure business here in 2022. Um, and heading for heading for 1 million. That's the goal. That's what I'm working on plotting out right now. So uh, if you want someone to hold your hand through the process and uh, give you step-by-step-by-step by step by step over the course of five months on how to do it, I'm your person. So come and join LNDEO. Go to the overnighttrainer.thinkific.com for more information. And of course, you can always feel free to DM me. Uh, we can set up a call too to chat about the program and see if it's right for you. And I look forward to seeing you inside of LNDEO. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If it resonated with you in any way, please let me know by subscribing, liking, and leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you on how you're using these tools as well as what you want to hear more of. So connect with me on LinkedIn at Sarah Canistra, send me a DM or email me at hello at theovernighttrainer.com. I can't wait to hear from you. And until next week, stay learning.